And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Welcome, everyone, to this edition. We are live from the bunker. It is April 6th. And we've gone a week and a half. Shoes have dropped, so now we can start talking about certain things. Hello, everybody. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me. We are broadcasting live to Odyssey, Facebook, and YouTube, and uh, we do have this show available as a podcast as well. Those of you who are uh, listening around the world, glad to have you with us uh, along for the ride. And those of you who are with us live, uh, you can join the chat. And uh, if you're not with us live, you can still leave a comment. You can send us feedback by email, live from the bunker at sci-fi4me.com. Let me get those screaming guitars out of my ears because there's been plenty of screaming all the way around here for uh, certain topics and ideas and stuff. We got some feedback on our discussion about Star Trek the Motion Picture over on the H2O podcast. Somebody doesn't decide. Somebody doesn't think we know what we're talking about. <clears throat> okay. That's why we have experts and guests and people to join us to talk about things what we don't know. Joining us today, uh, the president of Herald PR, Judah Engelmeyer, and the senior media analyst for Comscore, Paul DeGarabedian. Welcome, gentlemen. Great to Hi. be here. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> well, it's good to have you back. It's always uh, always a pleasure to have you contributing to the conversation here. We like we like having regular guests. And Judah, you were here last week. We were talking about the <clears throat> the the PR nightmare that Disney is going through, and you had said that you know we we probably should talk about the Will Smith thing. So here we are going to talk about the Will Smith thing because, like I said, it's been a week and a half. We've had uh, we've had the story what, play what out. Will Smith thing? <laughs> yeah, what, right, what, what right. Will Smith thing? What the you, Jada, the Jada about? Pinkett Smith thing. Well, and, oh, okay. And the the thing that I've started to adhere to in terms of this, and I think I think uh, Hannity's got a good point on this. Usually you have the breaking news, and you got everybody's got the hot takes, and everybody's got their opinion right at the beginning, and everybody knows everything, but you want to be the first one to get the news out. And as you let the story play out, you get more facts, you get more information from what happened, and more people start to say what happened, and the story changes. And I've gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, let's go for three or four days because there's another shoe that's going to drop at some point. And with this particular story, we had several shoes that dropped. And where do you start with this? I mean, it's just I mean, everybody. Everybody has seen the the video clip by now. I mean, it's eclipsed every other conversation about the Academy Awards. Yeah. And of course, you've got your conspiracy theorists, and you've got your people who think it was fake, and people who was a setup, yeah. and people who you know all all of these different things. So, 
let's let's untangle this Gordian knot a little bit. Judah, where do you want to start with with all of no, this? I, I was saying that I, I don't think it was fake because no. if it were, who did it benefit? Who, who, what was it faked for? Uh, it didn't. If it was faked for 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 someone's um, ratings or approval or excitement, it didn't didn't do anything for the for the academy it didn't do anything for will smith it kind of hurt them both yeah so i'm not quite sure who it was faked for so i don't think it was fake <laughs> i think it was uh a surprise to most people when it happened and i think people didn't know what to think of it and some people didn't know if it was a staged thing or not um and that's what you saw when it first happened was this a skit or was it not um but then you got into all the cover-ups and and uh, and they said they the academy claimed they asked Will Smith to leave. He didn't want to. Then he gets a standing ovation for his Oscar because Hollywood is usually tone deaf to these issues. But there are there there are several several things that I think they're interesting. And I you know it's it's people brought it up and you know conspiracy theorists bring it up. People with racial theories bring it up. If it were a white person slapping a black guy, what would that have what would that have have, have looked like? Yeah. On top of that, because it was a black guy, people might not have wanted to get outraged over it because they don't know how to react to that, where it's going to be acceptable to the masses. And I think it it, it, it was a whole bunch of undertones, which I think confused people once they realized it was real and no one knew what to do. I think, once again, the, the Academy was caught by surprise. Will Smith, I think, acted improperly. At first, if you look at the all the all the film pictures of it, he was smiling and laughing at the joke until he looked over at his wife. Yeah. Um, then it wasn't funny anymore. And then, you know, and then and then he reacted. Either she told him to do something or whatever her reaction was inspired him because of an emotional, a destroyed emotional state that he might be in that said, I better go up and do something about it. Um, you know, and, and he reacted on his own. Then Jada comes out later and says, I didn't want him to do that. And I'm upset that he did that. You know, maybe she should have controlled the way she looked at him also that happened. <laughs> you know, they're they're all, you know, one thing that you're missing is that, yes, A, they're all human beings and they have their own, you know, emotions and, and feelings. But B, these people are Hollywood regulars, been around for a long time. And, you know, you know that you go into a comedian's den sitting in the front row, you're going to get knocked. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's even people like me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a celebrity. I go to a comedy club. If I don't want to, if I want to be ignored, I sit in the middle. You know? <laughs> right. I, if you sit up front, you're a target and you yeah. have to know this. This is a public venue. It's Chris Rock getting up there. One of the first ones getting together after two years of COVID. And of course, if you're sitting up front, up front, you're a target, but also comedians know, I'm not comedians, celebrities know that their targets are jokes, whether for good or bad. Look at the late night shows all the time. They're always taking pot shots at people as jokes, whether they're serious or not. They do it because that's just what they do. Look at Saturday Night Live. They do it. If you can't take it, don't be in the business. And that's not like thing to say, but if you can't take it, don't be in the business. I and agree. if you get up and slap somebody publicly like that, they should have just, they, they should have asked them to leave nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Paul, what and was, what yeah. was the discussion in your circles? Because well, you, you're, you're in that world a little bit where you're analyzing, you know, ratings and, yeah. and media reports and that sort of thing. What was the chatter on your, on your side of the, of the continent? Well, well, the old adage, there's no such thing as bad press doesn't really apply here. I think this was bad for kind of everyone involved. And it, you know, that's live TV, right? If this had been a taped show, they probably would have edited that right. and it wouldn't have had yeah. the cultural uh, resonance that it did. And that, right. and, and clearly it wasn't a bit because 
I don't know if they still have the the, the age old seven second delay, but if it was, if if they knew that was coming, I don't know, would have gone down totally different. I never thought it was a bit. I never thought it was staged. It felt so real uh, that it was scary. And it reminds me in a way, although this was much more harmless, so not to compare the two things exactly, but at the 1974 Oscars, the streaker ran out behind David Amen. Niven yep. and, and he made a quip of uh, there's a gentleman showing off his shortcomings or something like that. It was <laughs> yep. hilarious, but that was certainly a uh, that's more in line with what people will say. That's pretty harmless. This was an, a, you know, a battery on someone on live TV. And I think that's why it really affected everyone in the way it did. And it ju- and in terms of the analysis of it. Yes, we're all talking about the Oscars more than ever. But the downside of that is all the talent that was involved, everyone who, you know, look, whether you like these award shows or not, they're there to honor the talent, the the movies and the, you know, people above the line, below the line, behind the camera, in front of the camera. That all got switched off and it all switched over to Will Smith and his personal life. And it's just the whole thing is really sad. But I think uh, Chris Rock just did an incredible job of just, handling it. And I love how so many of my friends were like, he should have said this, or he should have said that. Yeah. When you have, you know, 12 hours to sit there and think about a funny uh, quip right. back at right. Will Smith or what you would have done. I think this was a, a, a positive overall for Chris Rock. If you can find positives in this uh, and he just showed to be uh, unflappable. He, he didn't right. do, I mean, it really was impressive because he didn't see that coming. And, th- and then remember too, you're in front of how many millions of people? Although based on the ratings, I'm not sure how many millions, but <laughs> still, that's a big audience live. And so just kind of a shocking, one of those milestone moments, unfortunate for all the wrong reasons, but still yeah. pretty incredible. Well, and I saw uh, Cameron Pasha was on Carrie Smith's new pro- new uh, show, Deprogrammed, and they were talking about it. And he said that he's been he's in a number of different writers groups on Facebook. And the reactions there and the discussion there is a lot of a lot of surprise, a lot of embarrassment for the industry that, you know, this this kind of thing makes all of us look bad. And, you know, he made the point that Will Smith has been cultivating this good guy image for the last 20 years since, you know, he first burst on the scene with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and now all of that's gone. He's going to have to completely rebuild you know, Jason, everything. So the, the the old, again, an old adage I keep bringing, I'm showing my age now, but, the you know, that you can, <laughs> it takes a lifetime to build a reputation and literally one minute to destroy it yep. has never been more true yep. than in this case. Well, and and the other the other aspect of this that doesn't get discussed too terribly much, although it has come out a little bit, is the nature of Will and Jada's marriage being at the core of all of this. And and even going back further, Shaquille O'Neal apparently has a has a podcast or something and he's been talking to people about it. And he says this could this this likely goes all the way back to 2016 when Chris Rock was making some jokes about Jada all the way back then. So it's right. it's like a, a perfect storm of a lot of different things that are simmering. And and Judah, like you said, yeah, Will Will laughed at the joke, and then looked at her, and then whatever it was, you know, execute order 66 is the meme, and he goes up there and 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 pops him, and. 
the repercussions of it, not just not just the reactions to it, but now you have concern over copycats. You know, right. you've got now, uh, you know, stand-up comics everywhere are starting to think, and I, I ran across an article, uh, I think it was in Hollywood Reporter, uh, comedy clubs are reassessing their security measures now because of this. Because, you know, think who's, about who's to say this can happen effect. anywhere? Yeah. The chilling effect on free speech from this, the threat of violence uh, is a very real thing. Uh, and look at that headline yeah. you just put up. Right. Yeah. But that's also news to create news because people have gone to comedy shows for decades, centuries, who knows how long. And, and you know, it wasn't a big issue. But now because because uh, Will Smith did it, does that mean someone's going to feel free to go up and do it too? It might inspire copycats. But I, I wouldn't think that's the biggest concern that comedians should have. Um, and, you know, most comedians don't always, you know, it, maybe, maybe, you know, every comedy show I've gone to, maybe once or twice they call out someone in the audience. But for the most part, they have their routine and their bits. I, I don't know if that's the biggest concern I have. But, yes, it, it, is, it, it is a demonstration of, 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 a, of a fear of, 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 um, of a backlash against free speech. If you're not allowed to say what you want, you might insult the wrong person. But that's the nature of it. You know, we've had this issue with with over the past several years, with with uh, with, with entertainers and and free speech. Depending on what they say and who they represent, what politics they represent, it's free or it's not allowed to be said. So it's yeah. not just it's not, it's not just Will Will Smith's you know getting upset at this. It's it's an issue going back to what does Hollywood quote stand for? Although there are plenty of different people in Hollywood, each one stands for something different. You know, each one has their own politics, but collectively. Um, free speech seems to be, you know, the, the free speech mafia gets up there when, when you're, you know, promoting, promoting ideals on the left sometimes and condemning ones on the right. You know, I might not like one set or the other, but why is one free speech and one is not allowed speech? Yeah. It's not permitted. Here now we're, we're taking it to, to a personal effect. Are we allowed to attack somebody? Are we allowed to attack someone, someone's, someone's looks and, somebody, and, and, and somebody's spouse? I, you know, I'm not going to say you are or you aren't, but it's been done. For, it's, it's been going on for a long time to mostly hearted laughter. And Judah, you know? Judah yeah. it's about context too, right? Because like you said at the top of this, if you're a celebrity and you're at a show, an award show, and you're in that front row, like you said, if you don't want to be picked on, hide, right? Because you right. know that's kind of, that comes with the deal. That's part of the bargain that if you're going to be a public figure, you're open to that kind of scrutiny, not just from the public, but also from comedians and observers and analysts right. and others. If you, if you can't stand the heat, you know, yeah, right. get out of the kitchen. It's it's just a, a very tough thing. And it, it sort of reminds me too. I remember when Andy Kaufman was on David Letterman, the wrestler hit him and we're all like, whoa, is that real or not? And, right. and that wasn't as it turns out in retrospect, but it was shocking. But for this to be a real assault, well, I guess it's called a battery, uh, is all the battery. Very shocking. Yeah. Very but you shocking. know, on, on, on the flip side, defense of Will Smith a little bit, going back to what I said, oh, he's also human, has emotions, then whatever's going in, going on in his life in his head struck him. And obviously it, this wasn't about something he was controlled. You know, he, he was out of control on this one. He lost his mind on this one because any anyway, rational, rational thinking person wouldn't have done that. Um, even to defend the honor of your wife, it, it's something, you know, there are other ways of doing it afterwards and settling the score, but that, that didn't, that, that wouldn't, wasn't something that a measured person would have done. And, you know, it, you have to pity him a little bit too, because everything that we know about him over the years, everything he's been, um, he's been trying to do the good guy image 
That's not the, this is not the image he wants to portray. And if he were thinking, he wouldn't have done it, I'm sure. Well, and, and plus, I think the, there you are at the live Oscars, you know, it's live. I yeah. mean, you know where you are, I hope, and what the <laughs> stage is and what the stakes are. Well, and a lot of people have have speculated that some of this could be driven by how he feels in his position in the marriage, because now he's got something he's got to prove. Well, right. this is this is my shot that I can that I can show Jada that I'm still I'm still the man of the house. Not necessarily wow. that that's that's applicable. I don't think that works. But... I don't think that served its goal. <laughs> no, because no. you know, it, and and I I have to I have to kind of feel sorry for for Will Smith at at, at some level because if the stories are true about their marriage, and and that's a that's an if at this point because I don't know I haven't talked to anybody. All I know is what I've heard on the web and and rumors and such. You know, she wants the open marriage. He's not so sold on it, and. A lot of people discussing open marriages when you've got somebody who's who's in all all the way 100% and somebody who's not then you don't really have an open marriage. You've got somebody who's who's publicly stepping out and having affairs right. and and the one who's staying at home is just dealing with it. And well, a lot of people I think that's what's going on here. So Well Jason at all costs I think celebrities and those who have a high profile in the public need to at all costs somehow keep their private life private. Yeah. And social media makes that almost impossible. Right. Um, and that's that's a big problem. Who wants their marriage exposed to the whole world? And if, if you don't want that, you certainly don't do what Will Smith did publicly, because then again, it puts a huge spotlight on it. Now we're speculating on somebody else's marriage. Yeah. And this is not just somebody down the street that nobody knows. It's one of the most famous people in the world. And now even more well, I don't know if I'd say famous, but it's not a good look. But I think, Jason, you made a good point at the beginning of this, that we have to give it some time. You know, in the moment, everyone's like, well, this is going to ruin his career. This is going to happen X, Y and Z. Yeah. But we don't know yet of the fall. Look at all the controversies and and all these uh, incidences in Hollywood politics everywhere. And you think, oh, that's the end of that that person's career. And I'm not I'm not making a judgment on Will Smith. I'm just saying. We don't know how this is all going to play out maybe for three. I mean, there's some things that are happening right now, but right. the long term effect, we won't know for a while. Right? And we talk about consequences and, and blowback and such. And and just on your point there, Paul, we've got this. This is the Detroit News, the headline, multiple Will Smith movies put on the back burner after Oscars slap. And it's it's not there's more than one. Uh, you've got a Netflix movie called Fast and Loose. Right. Uh, where he was set to star as a crime boss who loses his memory, and then you've got Bad Guys Four, which was you know that's you know, yeah Bad Boys Four, and it was already in pre-production. He apparently re had forty pages of the script in hand, and they were right. getting ready to move forward. That's been paused for now, and then there was another one uh, called Emancipation, which was over at Apple. And, which, he's, which he's apparently up for an Oscar for for next year if, if, if it's what they think it is. Yeah, that's that's that, that's allegedly what they say. Um, you know, first of all, I think that it, it, it remains to be seen what, what's what, what's going to happen. I think that you've seen plenty of comebacks. A, we haven't seen Kevin Spacey come back yet, but we've seen Mel Gibson come back. Um, so, you know, to, to what extent? I don't know yet. But I think that Bad Boys 4 
it's either going to be shelved or it's going to come back again, but they can't have another actor play that role. It's just not the same film. In the other ones, they might be able to recast if they want to, but they're also going to wait. They're pausing right now to wait and see what the, what the, what the air, what the public sentiment is before they put him in. And I, I mean, I think this is something he can weather if he handles it right. I I think that he can get through it. He can come out with, with, uh, with, with, with a, a heartfelt apology to the public saying that I'm going through an emotional state. I want my, you know, I need, I need privacy. I know I'm in the public life, you know, you say all the right things. And it, and I don't think this is a death knell for him, but it did, it did, it did shot, it did shake him up. But I think this is a more, more of a, uh, a problem for the Academy and Hollywood in general with how they handle things and, and how, how they, and how they keep on covering up and overlap and coming up with a different story the next day, because they're the ones who are flailing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Chris Rock, handle it like a charm i think chris rock was was a pro at this will smith you know looks bad on this but the academy every day a new story on what happened what they did and how then when what they're doing because they don't even know what to do about it well and i heard that's a good point i think it is a bigger issue i mean it's obviously a huge issue for will smith but the the way this was handled and you gotta figure i mean this was so unexpected and i'm not making excuses for the way it was handled but this happened live. Everyone's like, what the hell do we do now? And then in the aftermath, trying to figure out how to go forward. And again, this is not behind closed doors. All these, uh, you know, this is all very public, everything that's going down with this. And and just going back a, a second to uh, Will Smith's career. I mean, I believe he's a producer as well. There, There's probably projects that he's not even going to be in front of the camera on. What does this do to those projects? Yeah. We don't know yet. Well, and also there's this story here that his talent agency was thinking about dropping him. Uh, and what does didn't. that do they to didn't. his career? They didn't. But, but they but... did. That, that's just news. They didn't. Yeah. So, you know, ultimately they, they realized that, uh, that he's still a big star and they're going to give it some time. And what he did was it's, it's, once again, Mel Gibson goes ahead and goes on a racist rant, and that's that that that, that that's a red line. We have to get rid of him. Uh, Will Smith smacks him by. Let's say somebody in the twenty-fifth row who is a minor minor Hollywood camera person or writer walked up and slapped Will Smith. That person would have been kicked out. It would have been would have been gently asked to leave, escorted by the by the security guards, and asked to leave. Yeah. Because of the nature of Will Smith's power and Will Smith's and Will Smith's fame, he wasn't. And I mean that that's my gut feeling. I think that they didn't know what to do with it. And because he's such a big guy and knew he was up for an Oscar, they did they didn't really push him to leave. But I think it's a double standard that they have and that's something that they have to think about. Judah I've... clearly I mean if that had been a seat filler, it walked up and slapped Chris Rock, yeah. my goodness, he would have been tackled and thrown yeah. out. Well, and I've right. seen I've seen three different stories about this and and BAFTA has even come out saying they'd 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 have taken him out. They they would have removed him. And you've got security there, obviously. Um I've seen the story that they told him to leave and he refused. I've seen the story that they checked with Chris Rock and he didn't want him to take it to be taken out. You know, I've it's seen... not up to, but that, that, that's see, that's the that's where I think that's where I think the academy is just making things up to try right. to, to try to find what 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 clicks with the public. Because why are you asking Chris Rock what if Chris Rock says it's okay to slap me, then you can leave the guy in for, a, for, for getting up there and doing something yeah. that you know, slap, Chris Rock can, can file a battery charge, that's where his responsibility ends whether or not he can make the call for the entire academy and the entire public sitting watching this whether or not a guy walking up slapping you is okay is a different story i don't think that should be left to chris yeah, that's a great point yeah. judah because yeah it's still a, cr- a crime ostensibly and so if i say oh it's cool it's 
okay. <laughs> like if what, somebody slaps me, I'm like, I don't worry about it. Yeah. It's what okay. I don't I mean, get, I, what I don't get about it is you're on live television when this thing happens, you're in front of a number of different witnesses and the LAPD has got to be there. They were there and saw it. And to me, the fact that Chris Rock doesn't want to press charges because the LAPD issued a statement. They said we had a, you had a conversation and he doesn't want to move forward with charges. I'm thinking, okay, but a but you have police officers there who witnessed a crime. Do you actually right. have to have the victim press charges? Jason, it reminds me of the old movies where it's like he's not pressing charges. Okay, we'll let you go. It's right? Like, I mean, it's from a movie. That doesn't <laughs> does that actually that doesn't that's not supposed I don't to know. work that way I don't in know real what the life. Law I mean, is, but it's called yeah. probable cause. You so I mean. <laughs> I, I, I can't wrap my head around that. If the, if if somebody sees a crime going on and they're law enforcement, then their their job is to stop that kind of thing. I mean, I I don't know. I, it just it boggles my mind. The the two different sets of rules that we have sure. for thee and me. So but that's it. But, but that that's that, that's an entirely different problem, which we see all over the place. You see it. With, I, I've been involved in, 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 in cases with, with clients where the prosecutor and the state are begging witnesses to come out so they can, you know, to, 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 to prosecute somebody when they feel some, someone did something wrong, when the witnesses themselves didn't want to do it. Yeah. You know, so if, 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 if there's compulsion, they'll do it, you know, and it, it's like it, it's a double standard. And I think I, I think there, there are a lot of undertones here. Uh, a who he is, a a what color he is in the era that we're in, and I I I, I you know I'm, I'm I think that those things should be discussed. I'm not saying right or wrong, but those things should be discussed. And I think there's sensitive issues that people don't know how to react to them today. Yeah. True All that. right. Well, uh, Paul, have you got any final thoughts? I know you've got to. to yeah, I got to jump, but I just I agree with uh, everything that was said here. Judah makes some great points, and it, it's just again we'll have to revisit this. It'll be I'll be very curious to see what happens at the Oscars next year. Yeah. I mean, how can you not reference this in some way? Will that be enough time for there to be uh, maybe a comedic reference to it? I don't know. Um, that'll be interesting. And just the way these award shows are handled in the future. I mean, I don't know that live telecast is necessary, although it's fun and that's great. And look at what came out of it, although, <laughs> albeit not a great outcome. So this may have a, an effect on things uh, that we just don't know yet. We've never really seen anything quite like this. So we're in uh, unprecedented territory here. Yeah. And what happens to the six second delay? <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Six or seven seconds, whatever it is. I don't know. Maybe that's from movies too. Just like the, right. I'm not pressing <laughs> charges. You can let them go. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, Paul. Thanks very much for being here, sir. We're hey, going to take a real gentlemen. quick break. We will continue the conversation with Judah Inglemeyer on the other side of this. Don't go away. Stay tuned. You're listening to Sci-Fi For Me Radio, until you unsubscribe in a sudden but inevitable betrayal. Hi everyone, Jason Hunt here, inviting you to join us every Saturday for news, science fiction, fantasy, and horror headlines from the week, plus interviews, updates on events going on around the world, and the weather forecast for same. It's all wrapped up in one neat package for your weekend. We call it Good Morning Multiverse. Every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central, right here on Sci-Fi For Me TV. Foreign Bodies, Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV.
back live from the bunker. Jason Hunt here, along with Judah Inglemeyer. I want to thank Paul DeGarabedian of ComScore for being here and contributing to the conversation. Judah, let me let me ask you this because we've got the perception, you know, and 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 Cameron talked about this over on Deprogrammed with Carrie. He was talking about the old Hollywood system. And the star system, the studios, basically being in control of, of, of the star. We're going to make the star. We're going to destroy the star. We decide who you date. We decide who you marry. We're going to put you under contract. You're going to make six films a year. You know, Humphrey Bogart makes a horror film because they told him that he's going to make a horror film, that kind of thing. And that system doesn't exist anymore, but it almost feels like you still have the manufactured persona that's crafted by, instead of the studios now, the PR companies, the the publicity people, the representatives of these different celebrities, and now you've added in the, the social media aspect of this. Is there a way to kind of peel some of that off so it's not quite so damaging? Well, I mean, I, I think Hollywood has changed a lot from back then. Also, I don't think the studios control the. the okay, let, let me let me I guess reverse that, or let me step back a bit. The studios control new people who they're bringing up. Um, they're bring like like Disney when they first hire young actors, and I bring up Disney because we talk about that a lot on the show. Yeah. When they have all these shows on the Disney Channel or Nickelodeon, all these young people. They're, they control them until they launch their own careers and become too big for Disney to control. But I think a, like you have a, a, a guy like Will Smith, Brad Pitt, people at, at that level, no studios control them at this point. They make their own, they make their own rules. They have their own name. They could write their own tickets in, in, in a sense. Um, so I think that's, that's significantly changed. And I, I don't think it should be one way or the other. I think the actors should be able to control their destinies and the, and the studios should be able to hire and fire who they want and who they think, you know, who, 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 who they, who they think um, rates or will help them in the box office or with their films or with their projects. Um, so I don't know to reel it in. I'm not sure of the question of, of who are reeling in on this. I think that, that, that because of the world we're in today with social media and people being independent and, and media writing what they want, when they want uh, and, and the world being in everyone's backyard and, and, and body cams and, 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 uh, and, and, and phone cams all over the place. It's kind of hard to, to, to have anyone be a private controlled citizen ever. I mean, everyone can get caught doing something. Everyone can get caught getting in trouble. Everyone can get caught being good, good people. Everyone, yeah. you no. Know, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure the question about reeling what, I'm not sure what there is to reel in. I, I think that, that the question that, that you're asking is, is there any, can anyone control these people or can anyone control? I, I don't think anyone can control anyone like that. I think yeah. that we have to have a set of rules to follow and everyone has to be treated the same way. Well, and that's the that's the key issue here because you have such a double standard between right. celebrities, politicians, and your average Joe Q citizen who, you know, if if any if it were anybody else, if it were Joe the plumber who just walked in and slapped somebody in a bar, you'd have you'd have much uh, greater consequences in terms of of legal issues and whatnot. And I, I, I see all of the different stories, not just about Will Smith, but just all of the different things about, you know, celebrities and politicians getting away with everything under the sun. 
and I think at what point is the the general public going to decide we can't have a double standard anymore? What can be done about that? What can the general public do? Because yeah, we we you know you talk about boycotts and you talk about you know cancel your subscription to Disney Plus or Paramount Plus or HBO Max or whatever. But that only goes so far, and a lot of it's talk, because people are not going to cancel. You know, you've got some people that are canceling their trips to Disney World, but, you know, they're still subscribed to Disney+. Plus. They're still, they're right. still buying the toys and the T-shirts and whatnot. How do, you, how do you hit them where it hurts so they finally realize everybody's got to follow the same rules? Well, that becomes a huge, a, a huge question, Jason, because, like you just said, if people can stop going to the parks, but... Disney represents so many different brands. If I, I can, if I boy, if I decide I want to boycott Disney, then I'm deciding I no longer want to watch Marvel. I no, I, I no longer want to watch Star Wars, and I no longer want to see Mickey Mouse. You know, all, all, all in the same sentence. But that, but that doesn't work anymore because everyone, you know, within the three that I just mentioned, I'm sure everyone who hates Disney likes one of those at least. Yeah. You know, and and doesn't want that out of their life for whatever. I grew up on Star Wars before it was Disney. I'm not throwing it away now. You know. Um, <laughs> So it's 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 a hard, but I think that the pocketbook still works. I think the pocketbook still works. I think their stock price works. I think even though people aren't buying, or even though people don't stop seeing the films, people don't stop going to the parks or buying their products, the the social outrage on on um, on uh, on on social media takes effect on the stock market. The stock market, if you watch it every day, it takes a hit when when a company is, is being is being challenged on, on an issue. Yeah. And that's when you see the board members internally decide they have to make decisions. When it, hit, it affects the company financially like that, individual people boycotting is not going to work. Look, you see, you know, with the whole Ben and Jerry's issue with with uh, boy with, with with Israel and whether or not they're going to, you know, people want Ben and Jerry's, you know, their their stock price was affected. I don't think they're I think people are still buying their ice cream wherever they might be, even in Israel, they're buying their ice cream, but it's the stock price that gets affected. And it's letters to the, to the board members, which pushes them to make this, make, make the, uh, make the changes on, on top. But, um, you know, so I, I think the pocketbook does work, but not individual boycotts. I think it goes to the market and the stock. And I, I think it's a public traded company. That's what, that's what affects it. Uh, the, 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 uh, the, the unnerving board members and the um, and, and the pushing of the state of the of the financial stakeholders, the hedge funds, the uh, the state pension, you know, state pension funds own stocks in a lot of these companies and state pension funds have to operate on a series of good government issues from from uh, social issues to to, uh, you know, in, in, to in, in investments in, in uh, women, women, minority type type things, make sure that everyone's that everyone is, is equal in the LGBT community for these things. So a, a public pension fund could be pressured to put pressure on the company to make certain changes. Yeah. But I think that all these things are little bits here and there. And I think the overall answer is that we have to have a unified set of standards for human beings in general. What's accepted for me should be accepted for you. What's not accepted for me should not be accepted for you, regardless of your status, your financial status, your, your race, your background, religion, ethnicity, your power, or, or you know, if, 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 if people like you, that means you can't get prosecuted. If people hate you, you should. A crime's a crime, a bad deed's a bad deed. And I think that we don't have enough of that universal standards in, in, in this world right now. We kind of let people go depending on who they are. Yeah, I, and that's I totally the agree. Yeah. So what does the Academy do with all of this moving forward? I mean, from a PR standpoint, what would you suggest? How do, how do they how do they regroup? How do they restructure? I mean, Will Smith has, has resigned. 
And there are people that are saying that he should have his Oscar rescinded. And I don't I don't think that's going to happen. But how do you move forward from this? I mean, they've stumbled out of the gate in several different aspects of this, trying to manage the message and, and the and the the spin of this. So they've right. got egg on their face all over the place. Will Packer goes on Good Morning America and does an interview without anybody knowing he was going to do it. Right. So he's likely not going to be back on the show next year producing. How right. how do they recover? Or do they recover? Well, I mean, I think they can recover. First of all, I think the Academy should should now take this opportunity to define themselves, who they are and what they are. Because Will Smith dropping out of the Academy, what does that mean? Does that mean he's not allowed to get film roles anywhere? I don't think that's what it means. I think if people like him and think he's in the box, those people will hire him, um, whether he's in the Academy or not. I don't think there's a universal agreement that every studio can't hire someone who's not a member of the Academy. Um, so I'm not sure what that means. Will Smith's Oscar being rescinded? So you take away the statue. It doesn't mean he didn't win it. And, he, and people still say he was considered, he was voted in by all the members because they thought that he did a great job. Whether or not the statue was in his hand or not, people still think he's a good actor. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think that, that, that that's what resonates. I think the Academy has to find who they are and what they are. People still think that the Academy is just a bunch of people, insiders, congratulating themselves. That's, that, that, that's really what the Academy is. Um, you know, and I hate to say it on a public venue like this, but, you know, the, the Academy, whether or not somebody wins an Oscar doesn't mean I like the film or not. I'm going to see the film if I like it. If I like it, I'll watch it 15 times over. Um, you know, it, 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 the Academy is that's for elites. It's for who gets hired in movies. It's for who gets, you know, who, who gets a certain certain um, certain uh, picks at, at producing and, and, and directing, which which musician and band and, and score and, 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 and score creator will be picked for the next few movies because of their status. Yeah. But to the general public, what does the Academy mean? And, and I think they don't they, they, they can take this opportunity to define that. What does the Academy mean to me? Why do I care what the Academy says or not? Well, you know, and, last night, on, you know, the other night on the Grammys, a bunch of people won. And I'm not embarrassed to say I'm I'm 52 years old. I don't know half the music that won. Doesn't mean doesn't mean it's not good music. It just yeah. means I don't. So what the Grammys is, you know, these are insiders congratulating insiders. What does it mean to the public? And I think the Academy can take this opportunity to show, to, to, to demonstrate what they mean for me, what they mean for my children who go to see films, what they mean for society. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, David, the chat says, does Smith's resignation actually mean anything? I don't think it does. I think it's, I think it's pure symbolic. Uh, and, right. and, you know, what it means for his eligibility for an award, I think maybe, maybe factors into it, but you know, it just mainly it means he just can't vote, as I understand it. But you know, what does that what does that matter? But I think the other the yeah, other exactly. the other aspect of it is you know you look at how the academy flailed around with the whole Oscar so white mess, which Will Smith was at the beginning of, ironically, right. and right. now now you've got this on top of it, so. You, you know, the jokes, the black-on-black -black crime jokes are being made. The memes are being made. The domestic violence aspect of this is is factoring in. This is more than just uh, racial quotas. This is now where, depending on how the Academy handles this, they're enabling or endorsing violence actual right. physical violence this is not just words or violence anymore this is some guy came up and hit somebody 
And but this is where this is where the, the academy can define themselves and make themselves part a useful part of society by actually saying, you know, we take a stand on this. We believe that this is not right or is right. We believe that there should be a double standard for for certain people. They could say, you know, they can take their they can actually define themselves right now as a, as an important organization by saying that this is who we are. This is what we're representing. This is what we're trying to change in society or help society with. But and you know and. But they're not going to because there are too many different stakeholders and they're involved in that, too. And they're not going to go ahead and say that this was they don't don't consider this black on black violence. They don't consider this white on black. They just consider this a celebrity had a bad day Um, and and they and they have egg on their face. But there are so many implications when they can. You know, they, they, they can talk about not Will Smith, per se. They can have a, they, they, they can they can set up a whole um, TED talk through the academy on on violence in America, on how we see crime, on how we perceive different people of wealth and status versus other versus the regulars. Um, and they, they, they can join that conversation. I'm not sure they will. And I you know I'm not sure in, in what what way I don't I don't know if any of this is good advice for them. But. You know, the question remains, what does the academy really mean and why does it matter other than to internals? Right. Well, and I want to address one one aspect of this, because we started we started the conversation with the whole idea about the whole conspiracy theory and the fact that it was staged with the question of whether it was staged. One thing that came out of all of this discussion was the fact that the Academy Award broadcast was sponsored by Pfizer, among other uh, advertisers. And, you know, a lot of people were sitting there saying, well, Chris Rock probably didn't even know that Jada Pinkett Smith has alopecia. She doesn't know anything about the medical condition, even though she's been public about it and she's talked about it. But, you know, that's easy to miss. You don't pay attention to that kind of thing unless you actually are paying attention. So the, the conspiracy theory that has spun out of this is that Pfizer, being the sponsor of the Oscars, uh, put Will Smith up to this in order to get people talking about alopecia because Pfizer's got a new drug for alopecia that's in development in the works. Now, PolitiFact has has put put this to bed and said, no, it's not ready because they're nowhere near... Uh, ready to go to market on this, but they do actually have. This is from Pfizer's website. Uh, Pfizer announces positive top-line results from Phase 2B3 trial of ritletisidinib. I, I, I probably butchered that, but it's an alopecia uh, tri- uh, uh, medication, and the timing of this, now this was this was back in August of 2021, so it's not like this is going on right now. But this is the kind of thing that people latch on to because we're in that we're in that world now where everything is a setup. You know, nothing is real. It's all crafted. It's all created. Pfizer's the sponsor of the Oscars, so of course they have to be a part of this because look at here, they got an alopecia drug they're working on. So I would tell you that 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 first of all, it's it seems unlikely off the bat because then that means the joke on the alopecia had to have been planned with Chris Rock also. Right. And then the and then the reaction, you know, had to have been planned. Um, or did you know did did Pfizer just tell this to Will Smith in case they make a joke about alopecia? Go ahead and do that. Who knows? Um, and and is it possible? Listen, I I I think I'm fairly well read in terms of news on 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 
on uh, boldface name people on a regular basis. <laughs> and I don't think I recalled or knew that Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia. I knew that she shaved her head, but that's Hollywood. And who knows why people do those things? Maybe it was a movie role she was up for. You don't know. It was in years back. There were a couple of things where people in movie roles and they, they gained a lot of weight um, yeah. uh, for, for, for it or, or, they, or they shaved their heads for it. Um, Demi Moore, you know, which is which what she what she what he was joking about shaved her head for 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 a movie, but you know, you know, for uh, for a G.I. Jane, I think it was. Yes, back then. it was. Um, so I, when I saw her bald, I don't know if I thought of anything or anything struck me. And Chris Rock might have known. And but it it, it had it probably would have had to been very well coordinated and also very well con- concealed that it was. And I, I think it's a little too much to think it's a conspiracy because <laughs> even afterwards, did Pfizer run an ad saying we have an alopecia drug? I mean, if I'm I didn't see the ad on, on the Oscar on Oscar night. No. Uh, you know, that would have been great for the ads run right after that happens. <laughs> right. You know. Um, but you know, so the only reason I know that now is because you just mentioned it that Pfizer has this thing in the works. So if Pfizer has it, you know, maybe maybe rolling it out in six months from now, people will recall what happened. Maybe this was set up for later on. I don't know. Um, what they ought but, to do is roll out a TV commercial six months from now that features Will Smith and, and, you know, makes this whole thing and turns it into a bit. So if they do that, then, then we could also think it might've been staged also. So yeah. but right now I'm still going with not because yeah. I don't think I, unless Will Smith's getting paid and Chris, and Chris Rock getting paid lots and lots of money for that, for, 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 for that, for, for that insider thing for, you know, mm. for, for that plan they didn't gain anything by this. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with, uh, there's a, there's a, a, a video channel called body language ghost. Are you familiar with her work at all? I am not. She does a lot where she'll take, uh, uh, videos, interviews and, and press, co- press conferences and various different things and analyze the body language of the various people who are speaking or being interviewed I'm curious what she's going to think about this kind of thing, because, you know, from from posture and facial expressions and, and movement and that kind of thing, you can generally tell if, if you know what you're looking for. Uh, one thing that struck me looking at the video was at one point right after the slap, you see uh, Chris Rock's right hand start to close up into a fist. When he, right. when he, you know, he, he recoils back and you see him start to make a fist and then he stops. And you talk about the way he's handled this with, with a little bit of sophistication. That to me right there is more of an indication that this thing was real than anything else because he was getting ready to, to, to deck. If, if another slap would have come, he would have defended himself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it wouldn't matter if they were on live TV or a stage in right. front of a million people. He was like, all right, you're going to hit me again. I'm going to take a poke at you. And right. he, it, it's almost like he realized where he was. And by that point, Smith is walking away from him. Right. And he's just got to, you know, he's got to pull himself back together and get on the cue cards, the teleprompter or whatnot, and try to try to go on with the show. And right. the fact that he's not taking advantage of all of this, that he's not milking it and and playing the victim card in in his shows. That, to me, is a little bit of sophistication as well, because he he could be. You know, he's he is deriving some benefit from this because his shows are selling out now, but he's not talking about right. this yet. And he's even said right. 
at some point, yeah, it'll it'll probably become part of the show. But I'm not I'm still processing. I'm not going to I'm not going to make it a thing yet, which which I think is a smart thing on his part. Yeah, I, I, I think that I, I mean, I, giving everything you said, I don't believe it was staged. Yep. I believe that Chris Rock is benefiting from it in a good way because of the way he handled it. And I think that he is a pro in the way. And, you know, the difference is also Chris Rock's a stand up comedian. Uh, Will Smith is a behind 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 the, the camera uh, actor and, and director. And of course, Chris Rock does all that, too. But Chris Rock has a lot of experience being on stage. So I, I think that 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 he could snap back and realize where he is very quickly. Um, and he, and he did that really well. And the fact that's helping him out, I'm happy for him too, (laughs) but I don't, I don't, I don't believe Chris Rock had a problem selling out his shows beforehand. Uh, you know, (laughs) know, I, 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 I find that, you know, it's great news for him, but I don't know if he was, he was, uh, he was, um, staging to have, to have, half rooms, half filled rooms before. Yeah. So in the aftermath of all this, now that we've gone a week and a half, and I'm sure that there's going to continue to be discussion about all this, are there any winners, quote-unquote, in this situation? Is there anybody who actually derives benefit as opposed to making the best of it because I think Chris Rock is a winner out of this. Yeah. I think Chris Rock's a winner because he had the way he handled himself, the way he did, the way, the way the things he did, the things you saw him do afterwards. And the fact that he's not milking yet, he said, there'll be jokes, but not yet. I, I, I think that he comes out a, a certain winner on this. Uh, in terms of everything else, I don't think the Academy wins. I don't think uh, Will Smith's a winner right now. I don't think, um, I, I, I don't think uh, um, Jade is a winner on this either. Uh, I do think that King James is a winner. People, more people saw the movie afterwards too. So uh, I think that, that King James, the movie, you know, is, is a winner. So, um, yeah. you know, I think it, it derived the benefit, uh, but I don't think there are a lot of winners on, on, on the side. I don't think that people can, can say, well, we, we came out of this ahead um, because of anything, anything that they've done. I think Chris Rock, because of what he did, did and the movie because of, the fact that Will Smith won it, the fact that Will Smith is in it, the facts about uh, two tennis players where everyone knows, uh, and I think it, it encouraged more people to watch it too. But I don't, I don't, I don't think overall this was a winning moment, and this is not something you want to, you know, you want to recreate and redo again and say, mm-hmm. wow, it scored so well, we'll do it, we'll do it even better next time. Well, and given how much right, right now you've got uh, a handful of projects that are now on on hold because of this that involve him, how long do you figure that's going to last? I mean, you know, six months, a year? Do we get it uh, until he does his apology I think, tour I mean, or what? Within the next six months, you'll see whether these things are going to be worthwhile or not, whether they're going to come, whether they're going to run. You know, ultimately, most things come down to the dollar. If it works, if it sells, they'll they're they're gonna they're gonna put it out there. And they'll have them do a, an apology tour. They'll have them go out there doing goodwill thing with smiles and all that, and they'll make it work. If they feel that it's not financially viable, they won't do it. That's really what they what what it, what what the bottom line is. I don't think there's anyone sitting there going, "I just won't work with Will Smith anymore" because of what Will rep- Will Smith represents. I don't think I don't think any any producer or many producers or directors or Hollywood types are saying that just yet. I, I think ha- they're they're pause, they're pausing and they're waiting to see what the public sentiment is before yeah. they make that decision. I'm I'm curious what this does to the the remake of uh, French Prince because you've got that dramatic reboot Bel Air uh, mm-hmm. that was put together. You know, one of the, the the guy who developed it is from Kansas City. He had done his short film yeah. and he and he shot it here, 
And now you've got that series that's out there. And I think it got renewed for a second season. I'm not sure. But now you have to wonder, okay, Will Smith is a producer on that. He's not directly involved. But right. now you have the serious version of Bel Air that involves a lot more in terms of uh, you know gangs and, and violence. I haven't seen the show, but it's it's a, a lot more serious than the than the original. And the the themes that are in that now become a little bit different in in how how people look at that show. Because but I think there's an opportunity for them to actually make an episode or, or, or part of the theme, something that's a learning moment from this as well. And the fact that he's not on screen and just behind the scenes, I don't think that gets affected just yet. Yeah, I think we wait and see how the ratings go. Crazy times. Crazy times. Jason. I tell you, it's, it's one of those things. But but, you know, it's it's fodder for conversations and shows like this. And, and I guess Absolutely. that's that's what that's that. do we derive benefit from it? Sure, I guess so. All right, sir. Well, uh, what have you got on your plate to various different things? Tell, tell us uh, Harold PR, because I don't I don't give you a very much of a chance to plug your company and what you guys do. So uh, plug your company. We do public relations, uh, straightforward thought leadership for high-end clients, for entrepreneurs, company-owned business owners, and we do a lot of crisis management for types that are in the public news on a regular basis. And we help them either frame the narrative, put their narrative in a conversation that's difficult, or sometimes change the narrative to, to uh, when, when we can to uh, put a positive spin on, some, on something that's not good. Um, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's a challenge, but what I do is I work ba basically, it's, it's partly being a counselor, partly being a relationship builder. And, uh, that's in New York, the, the Twitter handle Harold underscore PR it's H E R A L D. Uh, anybody who's one and the link is in the chat or is in the, the show notes rather. So uh, you can check that out if you are in need for a for a public relations uh, expert. There, there's, there's uh, who you go to. And and Paul DeGarabedian, I want to thank for him for his time too. He is with Comscore, which does a lot of analysis of box office and ratings and that sort of thing. And we do want to invite you to come in tomorrow. Peter Topside will be back to talk about his third book in his preternatural. Uh, horror series of novels and uh, that's going to be on tomorrow and a reminder that uh, this past Monday we talked about the remastered Star Trek the motion picture over in the HTO podcast uh, which is now streaming in 4k on on Paramount plus not our show uh, our show is not in 4k yet uh, but one of these days, you never know. It might be. All right, so uh, you can connect with us on a number of different social media channels, video platforms. We do invite you to sign up for the newsletter. And uh, if you want to send us money, there's a tip jar there on PayPal. You can do that. So that's going to do it for us. Thanks very much for being here, folks. I will leave you with this quote from Will Smith. Money and success don't change people. They merely amplify what is already there. Remember, folks, there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.